welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Magic Pisces Podcast. It's been a while. I, the other podcast is rocking, the Course in Miracles podcast. And I've been uh, tiptoeing around how I use language. I try not to swear. I try to watch the F-bombs, and I've done a pretty good job. So if you have any interest in hearing a different take... Check out the Course in Miracles podcast, the Course in Miracles podcast. Having a podcast is a trip because there's this person that I had no idea that this person was listening. It's not that I had forgotten about her, but um, sends me a message and tells me that some of the episodes weren't downloading on Spotify. And I was like, shit, I had no idea you even gave a fuck. And she did. She gave enough of a fuck to send me a message and tell me. And she was also very, um, you know, grateful for <clears throat> the Course in Miracles podcast. And so my point in sharing that is that when you throw some shit against a wall, you never know what's going to stick. You just, if, if you throw something out into the universe coming from a place of love, you do, the, basically if you cast a loving, cast a loving line out into the universe, the universe will respond. And it's just this really amazing thing to be a broadcaster. And we all have an opportunity nowadays to broadcast, but you have to be careful regarding what you're broadcasting. Now, I was not, I've said this many times, and I'll probably say it again, but I was not that responsible during COVID when, with, with what I was broadcasting. I was I was using, I was projecting a lot, and I was aligning probably a little too much with the right-wing media, which we'll probably come back to at some point. Um, although I do find a lot of, their points currently to be valid. Um, but I was not coming from a place of unconditional love in my broadcasts. And I wasn't necessarily coming from a place of understanding in my broadcasts. And it's really challenging nowadays to honor all sides, to honor all sides of the story. Some, some, some people's sides are, are valid and, and, you know, some no. It's certain aspects of people's sides of the story are often valid. It's <laughs> funny. I was check out the the. I was listening to an interview with this this grand. I think he's like a grand dragon or a grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan on the Soft White Underbelly YouTube channel. I don't know if Soft White Underbelly has a podcast. Um, also, but Soft White Underbelly. Um, YouTube channel, and I'm going to actually look up the guy's name. Hold on. His name is Mark uh, Laita, L-A-I-T-A. And the, you know, the, I didn't get the meaning for the title of Softway Underbelly until recently, as um, he interviews all kinds of people. He interviews, like, crackheads and meth addicts and prostitutes and porn actors and gangbangers and former gangbangers and I was watching this interview. I'll get back to the, dra the Grand Dragon stuff here in a minute. But I was t listening to this interview of this 
guy in New Jersey who murdered, it wasn't even an interview, this guy's just telling his story. Sometimes he interrupts them and asks them questions, or sometimes he asks them questions, and sometimes, sometimes he just lets them go. But there was this episode of this guy telling the story about how he was viciously <clears throat> molested in a small town, Stillwater, New Jersey, I believe was the name of the town. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he was, um, he was molested by a very trusted community member and a person who was a member of the police department and one of the, the jailers in the town. So he was in charge of jailing people. And this guy was just this total sicko, sadist molester. And after he molested him this one time, he he beat the he beat his own dog to death in front of this guy. And so this guy went and he became an alcoholic. He went and became a heroin addict. He went on this rampage and he never had the courage to talk about it, even though his dad asked him about it and there were rumors about this guy being a molester and and all that stuff. And then 30 years later, he I can't remember how it went down, but he encountered, I believe he encountered him. He basically just bum-rushed this guy in his own home and slit his throat, beat him and slit his throat. And then was arrested subsequently. And there were members of the police department who came to him when he was in the cell and they were like, we're sorry. We knew, we've known about this guy for all these years and we're sorry we never protected you. So they basically told him, shut up. Don't say anything. And he ended up doing five years, I believe they gave him a plea bargain and he ended up doing five years for manslaughter and then um, became a motivational speaker after that. And it comes back to the title, Soft White Underbelly. So the, here's this guy, he's this big kind of scary looking tough guy with a New Jersey accent, an East Coast accent, and he's got this soft white underbelly. He was, he was in so much pain. He was in so much freaking pain the whole time. And so he presents to the world this, this gruff exterior, but underneath he's really just this terrified, scared, little <laughs> molested child, like for real. And so back to this Grand Dragon guy, this Grand Dragon guy is just, he's just, he's just an idiot redneck. He just, he just, I've, this is a person who does not know any better, you know? He's like, they just need to stop giving, exporting the jobs to China, which that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there is validity to the concern. It's valid to be concerned about American labor being exported to China. And the, the, basically, the Chinese, Chinese labor is basically slave labor. It is basically you're paying these people like pennies an hour or a couple dollars an hour to put together transistors or iPhone parts or whatever the hell, right? So this person, this grand dragon or grand wizard or whatever, he's wearing this all green, like decked out, tricked out. He's got this totally tricked out green KKK outfit on with the cone and everything. And, uh, and he's like, you know, the <laughs> try to do an impression. You know, back back in the '60s, the Ku Klux Klan, they was involved in all, in violence. Some certain certain chapters of the KKK, especially in Mississippi, was involved in violence, and it really gave the Klan a bad name. I just believe that God wants the races to be separate, ain't? 
Ain't nothing make me angrier than a little yellow child walking around when a black person breeds with a white person. I believe, you know, it's just like this guy is just a fucking moron. He's just, he's so stupid. And I don't believe that he's necessarily a violent human being. It's like, we, we ain't really, vi- we ain't violent no more. We just believe in the separation. This guy's IQ is probably about, I don't know, 85, 90 on a good day. And I'm not, con- obviously, the Magic Pisces podcast does not condone the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> the, Ku- the Magic Pisces podcast does not condone the separation of the races. But it was really interesting because this guy in this this guy in his heart fucking he believes in what he's doing. And so there's an opportunity to be right hateful. And and it's interesting too because he wasn't really all that he wasn't like a hateful. He wasn't like I hate N-words and I want to kill every one of them. He wasn't like that. He's just kind of like I just believe that them races should be separate from one another. You know, it's like, okay, okay, whatever, dude. You don't bother me, and I ain't going to bother you. And and um, he was talking about Trump, and, you know, it's just nothing that, like, everything he said made sense. And he was a complete fucking moron, you know? And he was also, he had this almost, like, innocence about him you could see the child in him and that's what this podcast is that's what the Softweight underbelly youtube channel and he actually does have a podcast i just looked it up that's sort of what it does it gives you the opportunity to see sort of he, he has this amazing way of demonstrating or show or, or um, supporting people in demonstrating their own innocence their soft white underbelly and um, it's really fascinating. Like, I've been trying to connect. It's really fascinating to try to see the innocence in human beings, right? Um, I've been, you know, I just moved into this new place in this beautiful, there's just this cool space. It's totally clean energetically. It's right in, right on the Pacific Coast Highway in Encinitas, California. I was living in Oceanside for a few years, three years. And I was basically done wrong. Like, the people who I was living next to, first of all, they were awful. It was just these these two women who were just really disgusting demonstrations of what it means to be a neighbor. They had these three barking dogs right outside my window. And the um, the landlords, I've probably talked about this before, but the landlords that who I shared this house with, basically, I had like a sectioned off section of their house. They divided their house up into a multiple unit residency. And um, and when I asked them before I moved in about dog noise, I'm like, do the dogs in this neighborhood bark at night? And she was just like, no, 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 they don't bark at night. It's quiet at night. Well, that was a fucking lie. That was just, that was such a bald-faced lie. By the way, the term is bald-faced. It's not bold-faced. It's B-A-L-D. I had no idea. It's bald-faced lie. She told me a bald-faced lie. And, and then... Sort of, her and her husband, who are these supposedly spiritual people, they then proceeded to gaslight me every time I threw a little fit. It would be like, "Oh, it's not. You're crazy. You need to. You need to go vegan. You need to eat more vegetables." That's basically kind of what they said. Is you're. This is your problem. This isn't a neighborhood problem or a a problem that our tenants have that we will then advocate for them in in 
in uh, addressing, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, you're, you're crazy. No, those three barking dogs that are like 20 feet from where your head rests at night that bark at 1245 at night, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong about that. Like, you're crazy. And it was just like, ah! And then faith without works is dead. So I had to, I decided on Christmas Eve when they barked for, I don't know, literally they barked from like, they had this big, disgusting, gaudy, Christmas display, you know, like, like imagine uh, Clark W. Griswold in Christmas Vacation 3. They've got one of those going on. Literally almost that absurd. It's not quite as serious as Clark W. Griswold's, but it's up there. And I think they went out drinking or something on Christmas Eve. I think they're alcoholics. I think they went out drinking and they left their dogs out on the balcony, which is where the dogs bark from, which is right above my bedroom and also like my family room. And so every time these people, like the neighborhood people would bring their children by to see this amazing Christmas display, they're like going to get a little bit, this is so funny, talk about the innocence of human beings, you know, like there's like a little family of four with like these two little kids and they're, they're taking their kids who probably begged them to take them by the Christmas display on Christmas Eve so that they could have an amazing Christmas Eve night and they they go by the Christmas display and they're feeling the Christmas, the Christmas spirit and they probably just went to church or maybe they're going to a midnight service, but first they're going to go on a walk past the beautiful Christmas display that these two women have put in, up in the neighborhood because they care so much about the neighborhood. Well, guess what happens when the, when the family walks past the Christmas display? The dogs bark. Right? So this went on for the duration of Christmas Eve. And all I wanted to do on Christmas Eve is some yoga. I just wanted to do some kundalini yoga, some meditation, some Christmas Eve prayers, talk to JC. You know, hey, JC, I, I realize that this is the eve of the night you were born and the wise men and the virgin, all that shit. I just wanted to be with JC on Christmas Eve. Oh, no, 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 no. So I lost my shit. And basically gave notice to my, I think I gave notice to my landlords that I was going to move one or two days later. I gave them 30 days notice. Three, four, five days later, after looking at three, four, five places, I found this epic place. So I had to take the action, or I had to get clear on what I wanted. I had to get clear on the fact that this isn't working for me. Then I had to give the, the notice to my landlord, which was a giant leap of faith. I've heard it said recently that you have to have faith, and that from a place of faith, you have to take action. And from a, a place of faith and having taken action, you will then get a, the result that God delivers to you, the universe whatever delivers to you, and then you will trust God or the universe. So there were, and now looking back on it, I have to see my landlords, these total, these total liars, <laughs> and these, these two women that live next door to them with their Christmas play, I have to see them as innocent children. I have to see their soft, white underbelly. Or I can just suffer and be resentful and hate them. And, you know, there was another person, this, this really tall trans woman, I might have mentioned her before, who I... I didn't share a wall with, but she like lived in the same little compound that I lived in. And I saw her all the time. I'd pay her to come clean my place. And she hit my car and caused $2,200 damage and wouldn't fix it. So I'm like in this horrifically dysfunctional environment. And, and the landlords are not really defending her, but I brought it to their attention that this 
their tenant, who's also, I'm also their tenant and she's their tenant, I brought to their attention that their tenant hurt my car. <laughs> and, you know, they, I don't think they ever addressed it, but I planted the seed, you know, like, whatever. I felt that perhaps it was necessary that they know who they're dealing with. But anyway, I got, I got now five people, the landlords, this husband and wife-ish couple, I think they're married, um, and then I've got the two women next door, and then there are three dogs, so that's like six beings to forgive, and the dogs are innocent, obviously, I still have to forgive them, though, and then I've got the, I've got the other woman, Christina, so I've got some forgiveness work to do, or, you know, this part of me just wants to slash her fucking tires, like, I will, I will take revenge on your car for the damage you incurred on mine, you fucking bitch. There's a part of me that really, really wants to do that, but that will only perpetuate the cycle of suffering, right? I have a soft white underbelly as well, and I'm very often, um, people often refer to me as mysterious or standoffish or whatever. I'm just protecting my soft white underbelly, just like all of us are at any at, at, at some time or another. So thank you so much for listening to Magic Prices podcast. I may or may not be broadcasting more. I've just settled into this new place. I'm very inspired uh, lately. So thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. God song. One, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. The cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants. They beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when it came shining through dusty blinds in a dim lit room and I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light I saw the light It was that sweet, sweet, sweet the sweetest of surrenders Sweet, sweet, sweet the sweetest of surrenders Sweet, sweet, sweet the sweetest of surrenders Get it any way you can Get it any way you can And I don't need no motherfucking Bible to show me the errors of my ways But may God bless you if you keep one by your bedside I hope it you to heaven one day I hope it gets you to heaven one day I hope it gets you to heaven one day and I ain't gonna argue with no atheist because my truth is my truth is my truth is my truth